um, actually the, the coming um, becoming a leader um, that's a surprise for me um, Bill because my personality is not a leader but uh, it's a it's a it's a role that I think I would take it as an honor to mm. have um, and when I do take you know certain roles I take that role very seriously when you are shy introverted and you hate public speaking then how is it that one is still able to serve Jesus in the workplace on missions and as a leader of the church. Today, we will hear from a sweet and gentle sister, but still someone who God has been using powerfully in the public school system for 27 years. He's been calling her to summer missions year after year, and he's been using her as a leader at Grace Point Church. Hello? Hello. Hi, is this Sung Lee? Yes, it is. Awesome. Welcome to Fully Known, Grace Point's official podcast to get to know people. Thank you, Pastor Tom. <laughs> now, before we begin, first let me thank you in advance and uh, share how excited I am to have you on as a guest because, uh, you know, one of my first and deeper interactions with you was during our urban mission trip to AC. And yes. um, as the leader, I didn't want to do everything but give other people a chance to represent and speak for our group. And mm -hmm. so uh, when I called on you, you were very willing, and you did lead a discussion. But do you remember what you said to me afterwards? Um, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> you were basically like, you don't know me, do you? <laughs> because you were saying how you were more shy and introverted and a person who hates public speaking. And so yeah. I'm very grateful that you're willing to do this, and I'm sure many will be blessed and excited about your story. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me a little bit about your background and your childhood like uh where are you from where were you born what were your parents like and you know do you have any brothers and sisters sure um well i was born in korea south korea okay. and um i came to the states when i was 11 um with my family oh. um yeah so um well my mom came first with with us children and my dad stayed behind for a year just to wrap things up um, back in Korea. Um, so it's been actually 40 years. And um, amazingly, we have never, well, I have never gone back to Korea. Um, oh. So I do miss the country. And one one of these days I want to visit and, um, you know, just visit my mother country and see how much it has changed. Yeah. Uh, so growing up in the United States was, um, it at first, it was hard, you know, because, you know, I didn't know the language. The culture was difficult. Um, but I, I learned to love the country, um, especially in this area that I am living at. Um, and whenever somebody asks me if there's anywhere in the place where you want to live, I always say, right here, I don't want to leave this area because um, uh, this has become my home. Um, I have four siblings among us. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I have one sister and two brothers. Um, okay. One is an older brother, and the other brother is actually my twin brother. Oh, for some reason, I didn't know that about you, so. Oh, really? Yeah. So where do all of your siblings live? Do they live nearby Philly, or are they all over the place? Um, we're Pretty much, uh, my twin brother lives in Texas. Uh, he's okay. in the military, so okay. he's stationed in Texas. My other siblings, they're around here, but not really, really close, close. That mostly around about 
hour, two hours away. Okay. So, yeah. Are you guys close as siblings? Do you guys keep in touch? Um, I would say we kind of went pretty much in separate ways, especially um, when we got married. You know, mm. we were living our separate lives. Our interests became different. Um, so we kind of, you know, as the years went by, the contact with each other became less and less. Um, I see. Yeah, yeah. So once in a while, we would get together for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatnot. But, um, you know, because we do have the families on our side or our end, too. So kind of, I would say it's kind of drifted apart. Okay. Yeah. It, uh, are your parents Christians? Did you grow, grow up in a Christian home? Are your brothers and sisters Christian? No, I, I, um, we were not Christian. Actually, my mother was from a very strict um, Catholic family. Okay. But, again, when she got married, she kind of, like, drifted away from, you know, the, the faith. Um, so we did not grow up in a Christianity family. We did go to church um, just for, like other immigrants, uh, we did go to church just for social reason and, you know, to get together with yeah. us Koreans. Um, but faith wasn't there. Um, okay. Right. So for me, um, I didn't really formally introduce to the faith until I got married. It was okay. you who really encouraged me to, you know, um, believe in faith, believe in Jesus Christ. Um, actually, he was the one who bought me my first Bible. Oh, okay. So I had a chance to read the Bible, and um, we used to talk about the content of the Bible quite a lot. So he kind of instilled that belief in me. Um, and it wasn't until Peter, my son, was born that I finally made the connection um, mm -mm. where I made, um, I realized, wow, you know, without Jesus or without God, this child cannot be, you know, with us. And I realized that it takes more than just more and I to, you know, raise Peter. So we had to became dependent upon God, actually. Yeah. Um, and um, as Peter was growing up, we realized that we needed to instill that, you know, the spiritual value in him as well. So we started to go, um, you know, to look for a church. And, and eventually we ended up in uh, church, uh, KUC. Uh -huh. and for me, I wasn't really connecting with KUC just because, that's more of a quote-unquote uh, Korean church yeah. um, where majority of the people spoke Korean and, you know, you follow certain rules um, as far as the culture. And I wasn't making a connection at all. Sure. So, um, and William, um, our nephew, introduced us to Grace Point. And um, when we first, you know, went to Grace Point, you know, I just fell in love because, you know, it was such a good connection with me. Um, yeah. And with Peter as well. So that's why we kind of uh, stay with uh, Grace Point. And as the years went by, you know, we, we just fell in love with Grace Point. Um, uh, the, the, you know, the, the way we interact with each other, everybody yeah. um, reaching out to each other. So yeah. We kind of with the idea of that whole family, the concept of Grace Point. Oh, that's sweet to hear. So if we back up a little bit, how did you meet Moo? Like, I know you said you came to the States when you were 11. Did you guys, like, go to the same high school or college? Like, how did you guys meet? It was a blind date. Um, we were introduced to each other by a mutual friend, actually. Okay. Right. Um, as the story goes, um, Moo's bit 
say that um, he saw me when I was young. Okay. But I've never known him. But <laughs> yeah, there, there's a seven years difference between us. So, oh wow. You know, I was just a little kid, and he was, of course, much grown a person. So yeah, we kind of went in our separate ways, and it wasn't until I graduated from college that actually, I guess, God connected us. Uh, okay. You know, and we ended up together. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's sweet. And knowing that Moo is such a humble and such a quiet and gentle guy, I'm curious to know, how did Moo uh, ask you to uh, marry him? Did he do anything, like, special, like light all the candles at the park or something like that? Well, one thing about Moo is he's not a ro- uh, romantic. Um, okay. <laughs> You know, he didn't go down on his knees or anything like that. It was just more like, do you want to get married? (laughs) And I said, sure. (laughs) It wasn't like, you know, the the typical romantic (laughs) type of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many years has it been that you guys have been married now? Um, Kind of lost count. I think this is our 22nd year. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so over the 22 years, um, you know, knowing that you had a couple of siblings and even a twin, you know, as a mother, did you ever want like a daughter or were you just happy with Peter as your only son? And um, did you guys always want a small family? Um Actually, Peter was a surprise, too. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. So, um, and we kind of, like, focused on Peter okay. so much that we, I don't think we even thought about um, having another child. Uh-huh. Uh, during our marriage, we did talk about adopting a child. Okay. Um, giving Peter a sister, not a baby sister, but somebody, we were thinking about um, adopting somebody, you know, a little older, maybe in elementary age, but um, because uh, Moo went back to school and I was busy, um, that kind of never happened, but um, yeah. So we we always focused on Peter. I see. Well, I think it's almost somewhat providential because just watching Peter interact with the youth students and, like, my son and some of the younger guys, like, he acts like such a good older brother. So, um, you know, maybe God meant for him to be that older brother figure for the rest of the youth group rather than one other child. Right, right. I felt sorry that, you know, we weren't able to provide him with a sibling because I know that it must have been a very lonely for him yeah. Um, but yeah he has such a good personality that he gets That's along right. with, you know older people he gets along with little kids he gets along with his peers so um, we're very fortunate that he has that um, character and personality to get along with people yes that's so true so because I got to know Peter only when he became like pretty much a young man now, you know like what was he like when he was younger was he a difficult child growing up Actually, he was not a difficult child. He was actually very easygoing, and because his uh, personality is so friendly, uh, um, you know, he always got along. Um, uh, you know, just like everybody else, he went, he did go through that teenage years where he was, you know, I guess a little rebellious. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that's when I turned to faith um, the most, where I constantly prayed that um, he would find himself, you know, getting out of that teenage years. And um, each of the steps he went through, um, I felt 
that God was there for us, mm. watch over us, um, for him to, you know, to, to become the man that he has become. Yeah. So um, I am so grateful, God, that we have raised such a kind man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not a surprise knowing your uh, your character and your husband's character. You take a gentle man and a gentle woman, you put it together, you're going to have a gentle baby, you know. So I feel like what a blessing you guys have been to everybody around us. Yeah. But, um, you feel so blessed. Yeah. So what's your relationship like with Peter now, now that he's older and do you guys feel closer to him or is he more independent? Right. Um, so I guess I, I'm not sure if this is, you know, the, the parent with only um, only child thing or other yeah. parents go through this, but we feel that we're so overly protective okay. that sometimes we feel that, like, he needs to breathe. Like, I, sometimes I ask myself, are we giving him enough independence so that he can go out and venture out on his own? Yeah. Um, and for the past few years, especially during the COVID season, um, we have seen such an independence from him uh, uh, and because we have been separated since he went back to school um, and we haven't been able to see him because um, we didn't want him to be um, uh, quarantined crossing the state yeah. so still up there and which gave him the opportunity to become independent um, each of the step of the way he surprised us everything that he does and he's doing it with a great drive you know and we couldn't be any more prouder than with what he's doing so, yeah that's super encouraging to hear because like I imagine by the time my kids are older that I would know everything about them but I guess that's pretty cool to know that you'll your kids will still surprise you as they get older. Yeah. I mean, you know, our, our babies will be babies, um, yeah. you know, all our lives. We know when we're going to be there for them, but we also want them to, you know, to spread their wings and find their independence as well. Sure, sure. Um, uh, speaking of children, you're a teacher, right? Yeah, yes. Special needs teacher at that, correct? Right. I'm a special education teacher, and um, I teach at middle school. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when I think of that, actually, I find that, you know, super honorable, and I respect that a lot. So can you tell me about how you felt like the Lord was leading you down that path? Like, first of all, why a teacher, right? I feel like, son, you could have been anything, but, you you know, you you became a teacher. And then why a you know, special education teacher? Um. Deciding to become a teacher, I think that was more of um, God's way of, um, I think it was him who showed me because when I was in high school, I didn't know what I was going to do or what path I'm going to take as my career. And, and one day, uh, you know, you're just sitting down and thinking about what am I going to do with my life? Mm. Um, and, you know, that idea just popped up, it, that image just where... Um, I, I can see myself teaching in a classroom. Actually, I um, wanted to be an elementary school teacher, mm. and I saw myself, you know, teaching um, elementary school students. But when I actually took the courses in um, in college, there's one course that was mandatory to take, and that was special education course. Yeah. Uh, and when I took that course, um, I just fell in love with the concept of, you know, the, the modification, the accommodation the um, students learning in different ways, the differentiations. Um, I just fell in love with the idea, so I decided to pursue 
that path. And, um, and many opportunities have come towards my way where um, principals have, you know, offered me to um, take me out of special education and give me classroom that has regular education students. And I always had to turn him down because I feel that this is my path. Um, wow. This is where I belong, and I wanted to, just like, uh, you know, raising Peter, my goal in education is to um, help the students to become as independent as possible, whatever mm. limits that they have, mm -hmm. um, you know, as long as they do their best to become independent as, as much as possible, um, that will be my educational goal for the students. Yeah, that's awesome. How many years have you been teaching now? This is my 27th year. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So over the 27 years, if you had one story to share, is there any kind of special story that you, you might want to have that you can share with us? Um, actually, I mean, each year it's, it's an adventure. It, every year you see different type of students, different stories come up. Um, but to pick out a story, I don't think I have any story that comes up that popped out. Um, uh -huh. But I must say, um, I'm sure every teacher agree with this. Every year it's a new, um, new adventure um, that we you know, dull years that we go through. Um, every year, you know, you see something new, you learn something new about, you know, about humanity, about how people think and how people interact with each other. Um, so for me, it's more than just an education. It's more of personal contact with different students and different, um, different personalities. And that's mm. always a challenge to me. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, you know, just, Thinking about you and the way God created you as a person, Sung, like your character, your temperament, your patience, and I can definitely see how that fits perfectly with your vocation, you know, how God has called you to be a special education teacher, and so I find that so awesome, you know, I'm so encouraged by you. Well, it has been very fulfilling for me as well, so yeah. I've learned a lot through the years. Yeah. Um, I guess speaking about calling, and I know we touched on it a little bit earlier when you shared about uh, how Moo brought you to church, and mm -hmm. it was really when you was raising Peter that you took your faith a little bit seriously, you know? And so mm -hmm. was there a, ever like an aha moment, like where the gospel all of a sudden clicked? Like what about the Jesus story about Christ dying on the cross? Is there a moment where something really hit you um, in terms of coming to faith? Um, I don't think there was an aha moment. I think it was very uh, a slow process that um, God has entered um, through my heart. You know, from Moose introduction to you know slowly um, having a baby and raising a child. And the years went by. Looking back, I think you know God has answered all the prayers that every mm. prayer that you know I, I have. I ever made, um, you know, he, I don't think he gave it to me right away, but eventually the prayer was met. Um, I think God might have gone through the long process of answering some prayers, but when I look back to all the prayers, um, he has answered. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, most people, it works like that too. It's not like switching on the light light bulb all of a sudden but usually we, whether we know it or not god's been working in our life slowly you know chopping at that tree until you know we right. fall down and uh, we we come to believe but uh so now mm -hmm. that 
at this point in your life as you're serving the church, you know, as, as a in-reach leader and a deaconess. Tell me what that's been like. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a not follower as, as per se, but if people give me things to do, I love to do them and yeah. to serve, but um, I never saw myself as a leader, and um, especially the inReach. I think that has been a, a challenging um, role for me. Okay. Um, I haven't been in, you know, the role has, hasn't been with me for, um, you know, this is a new job, um, and especially during, during the um, COVID season, creativity had to be there. And, yeah. Um, because of the COVID, I did have to, you know, um, step away from it for a few months. Um, and I was sorry to say that I wasn't able to, you know, um, take on the job as much as I wanted to. But uh, it's a, it's a, it's a role that I think I would take it as an honor to. Mm. Um, and when I do take, you know, certain roles, I take that role very seriously. Um, so even though it's, I think it's going to be challenging for the next month to come because of the COVID, um, yeah. I am willing to take the opportunity and, you know, be more, more creative and um, think about different ways to connect people um, within the church. Yeah, yeah. Well, just to encourage you a little bit, Sung, you know, one thing about church leadership is definitely different than uh, worldly leadership. And I think most people, when they look at worldly leadership, it's someone who's, like, strong and that loves to go out in front of people and a very outspoken person and things like that. But, you know, when you look in Scripture, a lot of the people that God chooses are actually the broken ones, the people like Moses who can't speak very well, you know, and like, and so one thing I loved about you, and I think why, you know, your name came up with the session to say, hey, how about we ask Sung, is that uh, a lot of the things that you do in quiet and uh, as an example, we thought that was super encouraging, like how you are so faithfully always going on missions to Atlantic City and serving and um, doing things like that, that speaks volumes as a, a leader in the church. Uh, setting that real good example. So I just wanted to encourage you with that, as well as uh, knowing that even though this might not be your forte of leading the inReach, it's good because it'll stretch you, you know? Like if we only did things that we're comfortable with or uh, good at, then uh, we wouldn't be a well-balanced person. And so hopefully, you know, you'll learn a lot and you're not in it by yourself. You know, we're all here to do it together. And so hopefully we can come up with ideas together because God knows I need it too. Because I'm not, I'm not a very creative person. And so during this COVID season, we have to all uh, come up with creative ideas together. So yeah, I just wanted to encourage you there. Thank you. In terms of the uh, pandemic, because uh, we talked about coming out with creative ideas, uh, how has it affected you guys as a family? How has it affected your faith and uh, how do you feel like it has affected our church? Like, what was it like for you guys in the beginning in March? And it's been like almost one year now, right? Like, how different has it been since the beginning and now? Um, you know what? In in the beginning, uh, myself or uh, rest of the family took it seriously. Um, mm. You know, it. We just thought it would it would be just a phase that you know that would 
we will be going through and we'll be going through it pretty quickly. But um, as I've learned recently, it, you know, we have to take this very seriously. And um, unfortunately, our family was affected by COVID. Um, so it, it was such a such an eye opener to um, think about, you know, the, the virus, um, how seriously that we have to take. I could feel um, power of God working through this um, because through COVID, I have um, I have learned so much about God. Um, I have learned to, um, you know, greatly appreciate Him and um, the the gratitude that I um, I have gained um, about God. And you know, I'm sure that He is trying to um, teach us something, and um, He has a plan for us through this COVID. But um, as as a church, I think we are learning to um, love each other uh, through this COVID, mm. uh, you know, reaching out to each other, uh, checking on each other, um, you know, trying best our best to, you know, um, make the church um, as a family. And I feel yeah. that, that sense of familyship more than ever where we're constantly, you know, reaching out and trying our best to um, make connections. Um, we could have, everybody could have just gone in their own way and, yeah. you know, but I, the connections that we're trying to make, I think it's, it's one of the things that God is trying to, you know, teach us that connection, that the ideal family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it makes me so happy to hear that because I feel like in this season it has been tough for some people, like they found themselves almost in a more darker place where, uh, they haven't grown as much and they haven't learned as much, but then some people, they have learned a lot. And, you know, I'm encouraged to hear that you've, you've been growing and learning and having a good spiritual perspective on things, you know, but that's good news. Yeah. So as we look forward to 2021 and even, even beyond some, like what are some hopes for the future for you for this year, this coming year, and maybe like five years from now and 10 years from now, uh, what do you hope to accomplish for yourself, for your family, and even for our church? Um, well, hopefully this uh, virus, COVID will end soon. And I pray that, you know, um, that we would all go through this um, safely and um, everybody to stay safe and, you know, not be affected um, even though they are affected, that they will be able to um, go through it without much of a, you know, dilemma. Um, my hopes for coming year would be just continuing to reach out, make connections with, you know, our loved ones, make connections mm. with um, the members of the church, um, you know, just just continue to, uh, to gain strength, um, to gain gratitude of, of everything that, that God is providing for us. Yeah, that would be my hope. Great. And um, what about the future for your family and for Peter? Like, what do you, how do you foresee your family looking like in 10 years? Do you feel like you'll be a grandmother with grandchildren or, you know, like, okay. you want, do, <laughs> I know you said you wanted to be in Philadelphia forever, but do you see yourself? Right retiring in Florida, like, 
What? How do you see the next ten years unfolding? Um, I still might. I still do see myself living in Philadelphia area um, with Mu. Um, you know, I see myself in this little college, um, small house, maybe three bedroom house, just Mu mm. and I, and you know, Peter visiting from time to time. Um, you know, with grandchildren, of course. Um, but you know what? <laughs> I I really haven't given much thought about my future. I guess like ten years from now. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, I I would love to travel. You know, to, to see different worlds. But you know, I I um, I see myself retired. But I don't want to be a retired person where you stay home and yeah. you know trying to find things busy. I want to. Try something new. I mean, I've been teaching for 27 years. I want to try something, something very different as well. I want to, um, I want to experience. You know, what does it feel like to be a, I don't know, to be a business owner? What does it feel like to to work at um, work as a waitress? What does it feel like to work at, you know, as a at Target or something. What does it feel like to do other things other than what I'm doing now? I just wanted um, to have a variety of experiences that life can offer. Yeah, that sounds cool. Maybe uh, in 10 years, Peter will be successful business owner and you can work under your son. <laughs> right, there you go. Yeah. Well, thank you. I don't want to take up too much of your time, so I'm going to just ask you one more question. And um, I guess a, a way that I like to end all of these interviews, and it's somewhat of a twofold question. Um, one, I, I just want to give the floor to you in the sense that is there something interesting about you that nobody knows about? And the second part is, um, if there is something that you wanted to ask, and as people are listening to you, learning about you, but your chance to say, okay, I want you to do something for me, listeners. You know, play for me in this way. What would that prayer request be? So that's kind of my uh, final two questions. What's an interesting fact about you? And what is something that you can share with the listeners to say, hey, can you pray for me about this? Sure. Um, uh, I'm not sure about what would be an interesting fact about me. Um, I do love to solve puzzles. Um, You know, one of my... A favorite activity to do is um, cryptogram. Where um, I don't, I'm not sure if you know what cryptogram is. No, I don't. What is that? It's sort of like a, I guess, wheel of fortune kind of thing. Except okay. they give you the, they give you these uh, letters. So it's more like uh, breaking a code. Okay. Uh, certain letters stand for something, so you have to figure out that letter stands for what other letter. Yeah. So eventually, you have to come up with a phrase. Okay. Uh, so it, it's more of a you know um, puzzle type of thing. Um, okay. Uh, I like to uh, solve. Uh, things like Sudoku. So, like, those kind of problem-solving kind of games I love to do. Cool. Okay. So, and another thing that I really enjoy is, you know, uh, doing house kind of thing, not tour kind of thing. Uh Uh-huh. Like painting and, you know, uh, moving around furniture to see which position of the house, you know, 
um, looks better, you know, those kind of things. Oh, okay. Maybe your second job can be like an interior designer or something. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So as far as the prayer uh, request, um, I pray that um, that I would be um, walking towards faith with more gratitude, with mm. humility, um, that I would continue to be, um, you know, humble with that whatever God has provided with me and to be grateful and um, it, um, to increase my gratitude with um, whatever that God has provided with me. Um, mm. Never lose that sense of gratitude and um, humbleness of uh, prayer. Yeah, that's good. I'll definitely be praying for you for that. And, uh, yeah, I just want to thank you again for volunteering, son. It's cool to hear what Jesus has been doing in your life from when you came over from Korea when you were 11 to where you are now. It's some amazing stuff that he's been doing in your life. Yes, yes. It, 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 has, been, it has been, a you know, challenging but very um, gratifying, I guess. Um, you know, uh, walking with God. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. Thank you so much, Song, and I hope you have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.